love that. That she sounds like a dolphin. It never, I, it never gets old to me. I just I love it behind everything. Uh, hey everybody, you're listening to the Altacast here on Mutiny Radio. It's Wednesday. It's high noon. Yeah, I ate a little bit of uh, medicated treat, so I feel I'm pretty high. Um, but hey, Latoya, the sheriff of truth. You're in a glorious mood, which is perfect. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, it's because I'm getting high off those branches in there. There's, like, we're gonna smoke some leaves. I don't usually smoke the branches, but wow, that that gold spray paint. I feel like I've been huffing gold spray paint for the past half hour, and boy, does it feel. It reminds me of childhood. Yeah, I was just gonna say childhood. Yeah. I, I mean, I really loved um, rubbing rubber cement. I love the smell of that. I was a sniffer of that cement, baby. I, oh, I still have some, boy. and I I, remember, I was using yeah. it not too long ago, about six months ago, and I caught myself huffing it. Oh, yeah. Like, this is eighth grade all over again. Huffing is the weirdest. I mean, I love nitrous, and I don't know if nitrous is considered huffing. Maybe it is. Is nitrous considered huffing? I, I so. know. I mean, I guess because you're taking it into your lungs. So. Yeah. But then when you smoke pot, you're not huffing. Oh, because it's not a gas. It's, it's a, a gas. smoke. Yeah. Smoke. It is a gas. Whip is gas smoke shit. a gas? Smoke is real. Well, gas is real too. This I just don't mar- know enough chemistry. Yeah, I don't know. I I was not good at chemistry. <laughs> yeah. I do know that I loved permanent markers though. Oh. The oh, like the metal permanent markers, just mm. the black you'd smell it. Oh, mm. I oh yeah. Smell That's that. what it smells like right now. And Maybe gasoline. Right and gasoline. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there's um there's a my strange addiction where there's a woman who has gasoline that she just keeps with her because uh, she really loves the smell of gasoline. Oh. Yeah. Oh. My Strange Addiction on, on TLC. What, yeah, a, what a show. I haven't seen that show. That's no good. I, I mean, I thought <laughs> I thought it was going to be like intervention and be fun, but nah, nah. It's like, man. Wasn't there a woman that ate like part of her cushions or something? The inside right. of the phone? It's called uh, someone who's a pika and they eat, um, <laughs> they eat non-food items. So it's... Uh, it's like someone will eat like a jump rope or something, or they'll what? eat plastic, or it's a weird like thing. Um, pika. What about snow? I like to eat snow. No, that's that's a real thing. It's like you know, especially Water. if you put some, if you put some uh, Hawaiian ice flavors on there, some good <laughs> sugar syrup with um, or some you know pea. Yeah. How was has some pea? Gross. See, now you just went into it. You know, though. Hey, you're in a sterile, and um, <laughs> I love saves lives. That uh, that old. Uh, remember Dodgeball and Rip Torn was in it. Uh, yes. God rest his soul. And one of the lines is, "I drink my own urine." I do remember. No, that. it's nothing to do with Dodgeball, but it's it's sterile, and I like the taste, or something like that, something to that effect. I and do I was remember like, that. Oh my God, I love this guy. I do remember that part. <laughs> it's one of those movies like Anchorman. The first time you see it, you're like, "Is this the dumbest movie ever made?" And then the fiftieth time you've seen it, you're like, "Okay, this is the most brilliant movie I've ever but seen." But here's the thing that you have to do because I used to watch it all the time when it first came out. You give it like another ten years. Like oh, I just yeah. rewatched oh, yeah. it again this year, and I watched it twice this year, and I was just like, "Oh, this movie's so fun." I forgot how fun it was and then after the second time watching it that year you're like okay I'll give it another 10 yeah right well (laughs) you know which one I love it's so bad and it it was actually on the list of the worst movies of all time and I disagree Um, it's the Tom Green movie Freddy Got Fingered Freddy Got Fingered Rip Torn's in that too Rip Torn is in that too there's a Rip Torn (laughs) God rest his soul that movie's hilarious so So bad did you know that we had over 16,000 downloads in October. What? 16 G's? That's K's. 
That's 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 a lot. That's a lot. That's yeah. pretty dope. Or grand, right? G's are grand money wise, but just a thousand, just yeah, sixteen thousand. That means people like us. Well, it just means people are listening. It's weird. So last Thank night, guys. last night I met a girl who actually we'd never met in person, but she was like, I know you because I listen to Joke Workshop on Mondays, and I was like, No way! What are you? She's like, I recognize you from your picture on Facebook, and I and your voice. It's really. She's like, I listen to you on Mondays. I know. I I felt so good. I was like, This is crazy that to me that there's right. They're coming. Yeah. I mean. Sure. You know, it's great. The station has a whole got 270,000 downloads in October. That's more than ever. It's great. Yeah. That's a quarter of a million. Yeah. Just over. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it was good. And so, and we're like, yeah. And and we have less shows right now on our roster. So a lot of things that I'm proud of and happy about. Here's the, here's the, the upside about that. That way we're not overwhelming people. So people are listening to the same show over and over and they're liking it every month and then the downfall is we need more money <laughs> no actually we just we just got money for the mutiny radio comedy festival so things are things are pretty good and i'm starting this after school program it's going to be um tuesdays and wednesdays from four to six junior hires um Ooh. yeah i already they, they were the kids that were in here for the nomad and, and i'm gonna because their school's right around the corner and so i'm hoping to populate it with them and other kids hey if you're out there and you're listening to this why are you doing you're not we say cunt all the time you shouldn't you probably if you're under 18 i mean i guess you can be a See feminist in this Thursday. yeah I don't, I don't know what's going on yeah look at you helping the future again uh, yeah woohoo so welcome to the altcast everybody uh crazy things happening this week i mean mm-hmm. i went to five open mics last night i was grinding and i wanted to yeah. sing karaoke too but i didn't have my passport with me and they wouldn't let me into the bar and it's funny because earlier that night i was like i don't always have my passport on me because like where am i gonna go like and i'm so old and they actually didn't <laughs> let me in and i was like ugh. but at least I, but I didn't get to sing karaoke which is fine but i did a lot of comedy and boy is it boring to hear everyone talk about louis ck how many? Okay. How, Ev- everyone. How many? Everyone? I mean, not ev- almost everyone. So e- every brought up set, Louis C.K. Almost every set. I would say 25% of the comedians all mentioned it. And it's like, and Why I mean, I mentioned so it too. I mentioned it too, but I, I don't fucking care. I'm like, it doesn't ruin your shit. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't like get into my issues. If a dude, I think that dudes look kind of dumb and powerless when they masturbate so for me it's like we're gonna get into that one right well i just feel like i don't know why people are really surprised i mean the fact of the matter is number one this story has been out for a while yeah, for like 10 years yeah and he admitted you. to it he was like yeah i did it i'm sorry thank you and if, 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 if anyone knows anything in the comedy world you already knew this story sure. so it's nothing like to be sad or like be disappointed it's been around and here's the other thing some comedians and some male ones are kind of fucking gross. Like, I'll throw someone in, for example, uh, John Belushi was sure. a sexist asshole, drug addict, fuck face. Yeah, absolutely. He Funny was, as fuck, but he, yeah, sure. You know, but we see what happened to him. Right. But I'm sure that he's probably masturbated in front of some broads. Sure. Well, here's the thing, though. Who is worse? Our fucking president who's a, who has said that he has grabbed women by the pussy? Without their permission, or Louis C.K., who at least asked if he could whip his dick out, and yeah, okay, so they didn't answer. They didn't answer to the yay or nay affirmative, but at least he asked. And I mean, there's a big difference. You're, we're really gonna fault Louis C.K. on this one when our own fucking president admits 
to touching women, and even before that, George Bush Sr. He's, he's a 93 year old man who's been grabbing. He's been grabbing more ass recently. Right, too. because he's in a wheelchair, and he says, you know, it's like where I hug people, and it kind of happens to be their My ass. My favorite magician's well, David Copperfield. Good, good for him, man. He's a 93 year old ex president. If he wants to grab some booty, I mean, if if you're going in to take a picture with him and he grabs your booty, I mean, it's like he's in a wheelchair. You know where his head is. I mean, come on. I'm, I still went with that old fuck grabbing my I'm ass. I'm not going to take a yeah. picture with him because I, I mean, would know. What, I, I would actually sit on his lap and put my leg up and be like, whoa, like that would be fun. <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. Okay, I, but I think going to the Louis C.K. thing, it's the fact that a matter that some of, this, some of the things that did happen, um, it, there's sexual harassment and then there's rape. Sure. So this goes into the whole it, yes this goes into the factor of the whole sexual deviance of male figures or that yeah you have to watch me masturbate otherwise I won't give you a comedy special like yeah, it's, it's that's taking the power, power. it's a power, power thing. thing it's saying you I want you this is something I want I'm making you do it against your volition and then afterward I'm gonna give you some money or I'm gonna or shut the fuck up or I'm gonna whatever I just it's think the Weinstein thing it's I'm taking a bath you gonna take a bath with me I'll he give actually you a raped movie. somebody right well he that's actually the thing. fucking raped somebody and actually he ended people's careers right Right. Louis C.K. was just a fucking weirdo. Yeah. That's just, it's creepy and it's gross and it's unacceptable. I hate that. It's, it's just, masturbation. I say bring it out into the open. No, I don't. <laughs> I say put put your thing thing your and thing tuck away. that shit, wrap it up. And no, no, I, absolutely not. There is there is nothing worse than seeing a guy just jerking off That's just true. for the hell of it. You've, we've seen it on the street. I know I have, yeah. And it's, on the it's bus, just like, I've it seen it on pretty. the bus. It's unattractive. And it, it's, 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 it's deviant, it, I guess. It's, it's basically, it's, deviant, it's, yeah. it's just having bad manners. Like, there's a time and a place to whip out your dick. And just not on the bus or without someone's permission. Or in front of two female comedians that were just like, hey, we really like your stuff. We want to hang out. And you ask, hey, can I just masturbate? And before anyone can answer you, it's already too late. Yes. Yeah, and I bet yeah, you he yeah. comes quick, too. I bet. I well, bet you it was a come quicker. Because there's, <laughs> because there's something about two people watching you do something that they don't want to watch you do that you want to do I mean I guess that shit was quick but it's I mean it's there's a psychological thing happening and it's the same thing well but who's I mean no no but no the reason it's because he's bringing it out it's because he's making people do it against his he's already brought it out right and he's and there's money involved in power issues now if comedians let's let's put this on this level here we are in San Francisco comedy and I'm at the brainwash and I someone purposely forgets to close the door and I do the lock and I walk in and there's comedian jacking off blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right okay I would be like I would be like holy fuck and then I would get on stage and be like so and so's jerking <laughs> off in the bathroom I just go. saw his pathetic wiener you threw it right back out there right but that's I mean we're all like if it was let's say it was let's say it was like someone who's got some power so let's say it was like Kabir Singh and his new pilot is picked up and I open the door and he's jacking it and then he goes close the door and I close the door I would never close the door. I close the door with me outside the door. I would not go in the door. <laughs> no, but I think the fact of the matter is like these women were in a vulnerable space. Okay. And you know, when you're confined to something, you're kind of trapped. You know, like for example, some of this happened like at a hotel, right? Or like backstage. You know, rather than like you, you just opening because you have the power to close that door too, right? You know, sure. 
but I mean, even his he, comedy. He brought them in, closed the door, asked permission, didn't wait for consent, there you and go. then whipped his dick. Okay, so it's there a consent go. issue. There, you, there we go. It's a consent it's issue. Consent. So but it's not a, but rape is also a consent issue. But I just feel like it's so much lower on the scale. And I want to, I also want to know too. This guy? Like when you masturbate, like are, where are you coming? Because that's rude. Well, like, hopefully on his stomach, like I his mean, joke. I mean. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it's like so clear that that it, would be just how like, it works. That's just nasty. Like, and you just spraying it all over the place. Like, well, and it has to do with the deviance. Okay, so pretty much all comedians are deviants. We're, yes, we're deviants from the regular, the hubris of of us, the, the pretentiousness of our dick baggery to think that we can get up on stage with a microphone. With nothing else. No music behind us, no props, no costumes. Some people have costumes, whatever. But we think that with a microphone, we can entertain people. We're insane yes, people. Absolutely. We're fucking insane. Nobody does that. Who does that? Like, there's people that, you know, every once in a while I get drunk and sing karaoke. But I'm like, no, I want to embarrass myself for a living. Like, that's, <laughs> but that's what comedians are doing. So we already know that we're these. We're just sort of deviants from society anyways. And so then once you're already a deviant, being a sexual deviant is just one thing farther. And how many of us talk about our fucked up sex lives on stage? I I was just getting ready to go to that as well. Like I know definitely my stuff whenever I perform. Um, is from pers- you know, from my personal life. Yeah. And and I am a deviant. I can be a pervert. Yeah, I love your porn stories. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but there's also like the consent thing. Like I know I'm not gonna go too far. Cause I if I go too far, I'm gonna scare my audience, which sometimes right, I don't right. mind. Sure. But he kinda his comedy, if you listen to some of his stuff. He was kind of talking about this is yeah. how who he was exactly, and then he had the movie that was just a, that was supposed to be released. I love you, Daddy. Right? Did you read about what it was supposed it was, to be about? Right. He has a problem <laughs> masturbating in front of people. That and it's about an older man uh, picking up a younger girl, and you know, classic so, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah classic, classic. And he wrote it. He produced it. Yeah. He also so, wrote Pootie Tang, one of the best. I know movies Timmy of all time. Timmy Tang. Slap it down on a Timmy Day. And I love Wanda Sykes. BT Dubs. She's amazing. But I mean, it's it's it goes to the fact of just like you know, his deviance was too far. I don't. I mean. Sure. It is too far. Like, come on, man. I, and plus, listen, I'm trying it's to just think not appropriate. No, All these guys that have been in trouble with sexual harassment or assault, it's always been starting off with whipping the dick out and masturbating. Uh, so you're saying it's a slippery slope. Just like yeah. with Harvey, it starts with, we're just, you're just going to watch me take a bath. Yeah. Then he's masturbating. <laughs> Suddenly you're in the tub and now he's got his penis in your butthole. On top of you. Right. When you're not welcoming it. Right, because he's a big f- f- pile of poo. Yeah. Uh, speaking of vaginas and consent, uh, I saw an amazing art um, uh, open studios this weekend, Red Brick Studios, and they're all um, potters, and uh, they do molded things and sculptures and whatnot. And and it gave me an idea, and I'm inviting you, I'm going to bring this all around. There were a lot of vaginas up there. There was one artist, and she had all these vaginas, and she had crafted them, and they all looked like real vaginas, and they were all very different. And I was like, That's are awesome. these molds of people's vaginas, or what's happening? And the artist wasn't there for me to talk to, but I sat and stared at a lot of vaginas uh, for a long time, in, in an artistic way. Uh, and right, right. So what it gave me the idea to do, because there were so many vaginas in that space, 
and they could all be hung on the wall because they were little vaginas. I want to do the vagina monologues here because it's on um, Valentine's Day and they call it V-Day and they let you use the script or whatever as long as you donate the funds to like rape prevention or whatever. I'm down. And so, or Planned Parenthood or what have you. So yeah, I want to do the vagina monologues. I want you to read one of them. Yes. Uh, Let's bring it back. And it's great because we don't, it's easy. I've done it as a play before where everyone had to memorize and really act or whatever, but we're on the radio. So it's great. You can have your paper. You can just read your monologue, practice it as much as you want, you know, and do it, but it's going to be on the radio. And then for the people here, I just want to have all the art be vaginas. I would, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I, yes, I would be down. Yeah, Let's February, bring the it'll vagina be, monologues back. Yeah. Well, it happens every year somewhere in different places. I mean, it's just a thing, and it's awesome. But, uh, you know, women's empowerment, it's like rape stories and things about discovering. Some of them are really funny, and some of them are really like, ugh. And I might even... I don't know if I want to do the whole thing. It's like an hour and a half. Or maybe... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'll look at it. But anyways... I like committed to it. I do like that idea most definitely because I think even as women, we don't even know the the shape of our own vagina. Some of us right, don't. but all of these ones on the wall—they were so great. They were all so different, and it was so funny because Jonathan goes, "Is there one with a wonky fin?" Because I have <laughs> I have a wonky. I have one really long fin and one tiny fin, and I call it my Nemo fin, and it's like where I get all my sexual prowess from. It's like where all my power comes from. Nice. I'm convinced that in Finding Nemo, the reason that he was special is he had that wonky fin, so it made him actually. Have of a personality you know what I mean so your wonky fin is your finding Nemo huh yeah it's my finding it's a tiny it's a weird like and it's funny because there have been in the 80s you know when it was like my boobs aren't good enough it's like what's wrong with us all boobs are great but we got it we got to have fake boobs to do it. okay but there was like a vaginal thing where people would rejuvenation re- rejuvenation yeah. but also like some people might think that having a wonky fin like I do is weird or wrong, so they would have it resected, which is like, why would you do that? I would not touch it. I just, I, even much, if I have children. How much shame do you have that you would willingly go under surgery for something cosmetic to the point of not everybody no one even that. sees it <laughs> except you, you and maybe the, your whoever, your lover or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I why would you who would I would, I would be like for the cosmetic reasons I would feel really I don't know I would I, f- I would feel alarmed about the fact that I could lose my sexual pleasure oh, yeah. or what have you it's if I get close the surgery to the all because of the of vanity now I know that there are women that also you know that do get some of these surgeries to make their vagina smaller after giving birth to children right right right, you, right right which I can right. totally understand do I, they make the whole but do they make the cavern smaller or just the opening I don't know I don't know this wow, is something fascinating I should actually educate yeah. myself yeah. about yeah. because if I do have kids I probably I wouldn't want to get my shit stretched out <laughs> I would like to get it tight like it it is now. Um, But, I mean, I don't think enough women take a look, like, of their vagina. Like, a lot of women are still ashamed to even look down there or even try to touch it. And so it's really fascinating that you, you know, you went to this um, art show, this art viewing of seeing all different types of lips and mouths and insides. This is crazy. Giving birth ruined my vagina, so I got a new one. That happens. I mean, this is vaginal. Well, okay, so this says vaginal rejuvenation to cure urinary stress incontinence. This is this is sometimes when I'd laugh or cough or pick up my baby too fast. Um, I would 
you know, that's that's funny. Vaginal rejuvenation, the newest surgery fad for moms. And this is from, I can't believe this stuff. This is from 2013. This is... Uh, I want to see some before and after pictures. I, don't, I think it's, it's this is too... This is too vanilla for that. Moms worry about getting things back to normal down there after having birth, but is cosmetic surgery going for vaginas going too far? Moms, let's face it, we're all at least a little worried that things will be the same down there after having a baby, and yes, he is too. That's why it's good to do kegels and other postpartum exercises to tighten tone and strengthen your pelvic floor muscles. Some moms take a drastic step further. They opt for vaginal rejuvenation. It's not an exercise or some magical vagina fairy who waves her wand and gets things back to business. It's surgery. Uh, Dr. Rosalind Dauphin Baptiste, an OBGYN who performs vaginal rejuvenations, explains following vaginal births, a lot of women experience laxity of the vaginal canal and perineal muscles, which sustain a lot of stretching at the time of delivering a baby's head. Those tissues lose their normal strength, especially as women age, which cause women to experience a decrease in vaginal sensation or gratification during lovemaking, unless their partner's penis is the size of a beer can. I added that, sorry. Vaginal rejuvenation <laughs> procedures aim at correcting the problem by tightening and repairing the damaged muscles, returning them to quote-unquote normal. Okay, I'm getting educated. Okay. I'm getting educated. Wow, this is incredible. Stacy M. needed uh, rectocell surgery. Her rectum prolapsed into her vagina after a difficult labor. Holy fuck. Shit. Her rectum prolapsed into her vagina. Prolapsed rectum means that your butt is out. It's like basically the hemorrhoids were so bad that they, although those are broken blood vessels, but prolapsed rectum is, it means your intestines are basically outside your butthole. Um, so it must be through the wall after they did the, the snippy snip surgery. Oh, it's so awful. Uh, her doctor asked if she wanted to tighten things up too and she indicated that she would be tightening up the vaginal space and because of the way the rectal surgery is performed, making a small little drawstring purse and then stretching the vaginal muscle across it would definitely like being re-virginized. Needless to say, my husband got a kick out of that. <laughs> uh, this is crazy. Between... 2,100 and 5,200 women had procedures done over the past few years. In 2007, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists cautioned women about the validity and safety of the procedure. Women who are contemplating having laser vaginal rejuvenation might need a full physical exam, EKG, X-ray, and laboratory tests. Most women who are in good physical health can undergo, undergo these procedures. Is this fad really necessary? Um... There could be perception problem which lowers a woman's self-esteem and hinders her in terms of her intimate relationships. Correcting the problem can only bring about positive results in a woman's overall sense of well-being and therefore those procedures are not unnecessary. I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you're... Listen, if you like sneeze and you all you pee maybe that's that could be a reason you know there's a reason why those poise things exist you know they're little diapers i do i do i do believe in kegels though i would start there i would start there first before i would even get any kind of goddamn laser near my kitty cat absolutely my kitty cat's too precious a laser next to your kitty cat Uh -uh, i don't know what they would be doing down there so this is an interesting story when i was first um how you pee I was, I first got sexually active with my, he turned out to be my husband or whatever, but the first time we had sex, 
something happened where he didn't fully break my hymen or I guess when I got finger banged for the first time and that's when I guess the hymen was broken and I was like 19 or whatever I bled, bled all over the sofa and at college and had to clean it up it was very funny anyways the way because I was finger banged he, he broke the hymen but in a weird way so it wasn't fully detached so when they went in to remove these um, ovarian tumors that I had at the time my fibroid cysts they're made of teeth and hair blah 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 uh they also like had to fix my hymen. Basically, they had to go in and snip it all out because it was pain- having sex was always really painful because oh, his no. dick would get like caught in the hy- like it just was not a fully taken away hymen, and so oh, it was just dangling. It, it was like a dangler, yeah. And so they had to go in and, and take it out. Oh no! So I, it, but the thing is, they were already using knives around all my parts, so it didn't really matter because they th- back then it wasn't even laparoscopically that they took them out. They actually sliced me open. And then like pulled one out and scraped it off I've, and put it I've back and pulled the other one out. I just said that sex was painful for you. Right? God. Yeah, I know it was not fun. The first, the first two years of, the first oh, wow. year and a half of having sex was never fun. Like it always hurt, and I just thought it was supposed to be like that. I was always like, oh, that's just the way it's supposed to be. But it's because it's like my vagina was so tiny, and which is like still is right. right. <laughs> well, and I mean, I'm never gonna have kids. Not just because I don't. And not because I'm like, I don't want to stretch it out, but mostly because I'm, it really is a vanity thing. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any stretch marks and I'm 43. I feel pretty fucking good about that. <laughs> you know, like if I can be happy about anything, I can be happy that I, especially with my, you know, history with, um, uh, eating disorders in society and thinking how I'm supposed to look and all that bullshit and that you're, no one will listen to you unless you're skinny and pretty. Thanks, Melania Trump. Vagina. I've been believing it for years. <laughs> yeah, and a tight vagina and makeup all the time and perfect hair and, and, and. And, and then, so, 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 so. It, well, it's just, it, it makes me so upset because even my buddy um, Trina, who has the show Quantum Division on Tuesdays from 10 to noon, she's such a feminist. She's been on here before, you know, Trina. Oh, yeah. But, uh, she was saying that she wanted to write a spinoff of this show, Flaked, and she wanted me to watch it. And I watched the first episode, and I was like, I'm just not interested in these characters. It's just another couple guys in their 50s who are fat and schlubby and loserish who get to only date hot 24-year-old girls. And they're sitting there, all the schlubby losers, sort of fighting over the... And the Will Arnett is like 52. Can't you date anyone your age? They're like... 28 maybe at the most and they're so hot and what gives you the right that you think that you get to always then it just makes me crazy because what they're doing is they're instilling in all the other douchebags that are normal and aren't stars or fucking whatever they're saying hey this guy's a schlubby guy character on TV and he gets to be with it just gives men entitlement to what it's not fair that women always have to look perfect and amazing and when they're old they just get to be losers and it doesn't matter or they have to be young with tight vaginas right and and I think this is also going back to the fact that matter like okay now we were talking about vaginal rejuvenation there are women out there now that have that mindset exactly what you're talking about having a young tight pussy have my pussy just like it was when it was 25 28 and you know they have this they have this idea that okay in order to you know i fixed my face up i got my boobs i you know i look young enough now let's go for the vagina because the fact of the matter is just like societies tell us i got to be really hot so now let me go on my insides and make right well and this is so crazy which i don't believe in that's gone too far there's a comedian who's doing jokes right now and they aren't working because how dare him talk about it but 
his joke is basically about the C-sections where it's called it's something but it's like you get a C-section and a tummy tuck at the same time and then you go like right back out on the market he's got this joke about like why a mom would want to get like look perfect again so she could be out on the market because she's already divorced or something it was something I just I don't understand the joke because he doesn't him talking about it makes him a misogynist but the, the concept that it is true that he's he's a single early 30s guy that thinks that he should be talking about joking that he's got some perspective on moms that are getting c-section tummy tucks is weird to me okay. because it's that nigga don't know shit right I mean <laughs> but it's it's like that's how like, that's like why people what? talking about like black culture you know I mean it's it, that's like that's like saying people like white people saying I know the struggle no dude you don't know the struggle because you've never we will give childbirth right so no right. you don't know well and I'll never give childbirth I know the what, what, struggle what, what, I ain't doing the struggle so, I'm sorry to cut you off so yeah, what no, was please. the joke like no that, that's the thing is that he hasn't figured it out he's been trying it out at joke workshop it's Marty Cunny I'll call him out whatever <laughs> but um he he's trying to write this joke about women who go in and have a baby and then a c-section and how like and and calling out that it's vain and stupid but the problem is that that only exists because women have to be vain and stupid because men expect us to be vain and stupid do you know what I mean so it's like a society as a whole we say that you're not a woman unless you're this and you have to fill and tick all these boxes in the blank and it's like are you kidding me like I just don't even want to subscribe to I'm that sounds like some horse shit it is (laughs) well I mean and my ex-husband used to make fun of me because I took a lot of, um, in my early teens, I was really into like psychology and feminism at the same time. And, and there was a class I took that was about feminism in our, it was like, for example, we'd look at ads and it'd be like, look, the camel of camel cigarettes is a penis. His neck (laughs) is penis. And his head looks like the top of a penis. So everywhere I'd look, suddenly I see phallic symbols because we see symbols of strength because we were taking it apart. And so I was young and very impressionable. So all of a sudden I'm seeing phallic symbols everywhere in dicks everything. Everywhere, dicks everywhere, dicks everywhere. A- absolutely. And at that same time, that's when the whole um, Little Mermaid thing and in the castle were all dicks. And I'm like, there's dicks. There's dicks in the castle. Dicks it's castle of dicks. dicks. And then everywhere. I was, then, but then we were also looking at on the flip side how women were portrayed then. The Kate Mosses, everyone, everyone looked like they were being a beat beat up, wafy heroin addict. Heroin All of the heroin chic. Everyone was skinny. It was like 97 pounds, Auschwitz surviving, like black eyed, blonde hair that was like thin and weird looking and these black eyes. You look at the makeup. We're looking, I'm looking at ads in class. But you could just, we were, it was, we were dissecting it as a class and you couldn't even, all of a sudden when you see it, you see it everywhere you know like, what's funny you mentioning that and you bring that that's that's the shit that that started my eating disorder absolutely that's of what, course that, it that was that was the kickoff Everyone of my eating was, disorder of course because I'm looking at all the women whose legs they're all a size one and they're tiny they are emaciated they don't have real legs I hated my legs forever and I they've always been in really good shape I was a ballerina I was a runner I had these great legs and I hated them because I thought they were huge because every vision I was seeing on everything Un- unrealistic was unrealistic for, for my body type but why can't we appreciate multiple body types like I loved that dove thing they did where they were like we make 
a soap for all bodies. And there were and there's thick women and yeah, super um, skinny women. And it's scary though. When you see the super skinny girls, they look like they're dying. I will say this compared to like the early the nineties of what you're talking about, um, the hair run chic. Calista Flockhart? Yeah, oh, her bones would show in the back. Okay. She was like 92 pounds. She needed to eat a sandwich. Her neck was so tiny that it made her head look huge. She looked like a bobblehead because her head was still normal <laughs> size. But her body had shrunken into Harrison like... Ford likes that skinny, you know, look. That was all... His yeah. I will say this, moving forward to where we are now, yeah. I will say I'm glad that there are more women, and especially I'm seeing a lot more women of color, especially, that are now accepted. Now everybody wants ass right. and hips. Good. Which I'm like, yes, because I got ass and hips. But now I'm seeing in a certain culture where people are injecting too much ass, oh. which I don't like. If it's, and it's, it looks unrealistic. The point is it's you're like supposed having, to appreciate what you have. Love what exists. Why would you inject your ass? <laughs> I mean... Here's the thing. I was tormented for years about the size of my tiny titties. And now, at 43, I'm the luckiest bitch ever. Like, they still stand up in a regular... Like, they... I am so lucky. And for years, I was like... I mean, I don't... I never would have... Because I'm so frugal, I never would have spent money on a boob job just because I'm a cheap bitch. I don't know. I've... But I, I mean, I was so concerned. I was so concerned. It's just, it's so funny because I'm so different now. I feel like there was this weird time in my life when I left my husband and everything switched and I'm much happier now, but I lived that like life for a really long time of, of trying to, of believing that there was some perfection that I could and was supposed to achieve, whether it was true or not. It was like going against myself and what I believe, honestly, like and that's why I was so sad and suicidal is that it was like I was trying so hard to achieve something that didn't exist and I'd put so much time and energy into it, it was a ghost it's false it's yeah it was it was an outfit it was a it was a mask it was a costume like it was if I wear the costume and I act the part is it true and that like that cognitive dissonance really tore me apart that that the the other character that you are trying to create right yeah the other personality oh yeah Yeah. i still have that i still have that issue living the double (laughs) life having the thing that where you don't feel authentic to yourself and it's really it's really hard but we're taught that that's what we're supposed to do like we're taught to be inauthentic we're taught to fake it till you make it to put on a costume don't show them the real you well no and dating is so stupid okay so like i'm I, it's so funny that crimea river is playing behind us i love uh, perfect uh, yeah she's so great kope the um japanese bjork look her up she's amazing uh but <laughs> crimea river over boys crimea. but i used to be so sad and i was boy crazy as a child and i just wanted boys to like me and i pretended for so long to be whatever i thought they wanted me to be and then now finally that i'm just myself it is insane how much male attention I get and I don't want it like I used to want it and I used to try to get it and it didn't work and now that I don't give a fuck and I don't want it it's like ubiquitous it's insane it's funny how life works in that way it's so dumb yeah 
Like I used to be crazy, but also, I mean, I'm so lucky that I love Jonathan so much and he's just amazing and so supportive and wonderful and like my amazing life partner and just what a gem. So it's like, I'm not even, but that's why now I'm like, I don't want male attention, not just because I don't want him to feel threatened, but also because I'm not interested. You already got what you wanted. Right, well, but and I'll interact with people as people, like, because I'm interested in people. But, but you got what you wanted. Right. But I don't need to interact with men. But I hope that when they interact with me, it's because they're interested in who I am as a person and not because they think they can fuck me. Right. It hate, I hate the concept that dudes think that about women in their heads. But that's real. I mean, they love to have sex, I guess. And yeah. so I, I, I don't know. I, see, now this is where I'm going to sound really weird. Sometimes I do think about... If I'm having a conversation with a guy, um, would he fuck me? Really? <laughs> I, I oh, do. that's fine. Yeah, this is yeah, and I don't and I, I don't know why. I, I mean, I think it's because I'm again. This is my deviance coming out because every time I look at people, I think <laughs> sex. No, hey, all right, yeah, no, hey. Um, and so I, you know, but I also I I do recall sometimes, especially when I was a little bit younger, using sex as a weapon. Oh, sure. So I, still think I have that a little bit but though I've 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 grown a little bit out of it but I, it it does cross my thought of like if I'm having a conversation and especially if I'm enjoying myself too I would be like I wonder if this guy would fuck me and it doesn't even be cute it's, it doesn't even have to be like would I fuck this guy I'm just thinking about would he and I would be like probably but whatever continue the conversation and then we'll move on past my right. head my right. my inner thoughts will move past beyond that right but I, I I think that's just a little bit of my deviance. No, out. no. Hey, I, one my of the things I deviance. one of the things I appreciate about you is that you're not prudish. I, I feel like such a vanilla little snowflake. I feel but terrible sometimes. <laughs> no, but I mean, I am. Like, I've done some pretty wacky things, like at Burning Man and at stuff. But I'm just like so vanilla but, in the bed. And I don't even. I mean, I don't even require that much sex. I I feel like. I, I really only want it when like I have a lot of time to indulge in it. I don't like weeknights if we come home, I'm just not even interested because it's more exciting to like sleep and maybe make a grilled cheese maybe grilled cheese sandwich and then sleep than it is to like have sex. I I'm just not and I I don't know. So for me it's like I want it to be like a weekend activity where we have lots and lots of time where we can sit around naked or take a, a bath or but it's not even a schedule it's just we have to have enough time. Like right. I just I'm not interested in like I don't know. I I just sex when I'm drunk is I just don't even <laughs> want it anymore because I don't usually remember it anyway. And it sort of reminds me of the olden days when I was like a slut in the city. And I and with Jonathan, I don't want to be a slut. But I guess I should be a slut because There's he's my boyfriend. There's nothing wrong with being a slut for you, dude. I believe yeah. in being a whore. Yeah. For you, man. Yeah. I just I absolutely. But we're both so vanilla that he never asks. We never. We're very like. We were both raised so Christian that we're both just well, like. How do we talk to that, each other about that? That's probably what makes you both both you guys happy, and that's what you know. You know. The two vanilla no, snowflakes finally listen, found each it other. It seems like no one has had. <laughs> that's funny. It seems like no one has, is dissatisfied. No, we're not so dissatisfied. if no one's Never dissatisfied, happy. fuck it, you guys are fine. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people out there, and I think this is why a lot of people. This is where the sexual deviance. But would you thing. want it once a day? If you had access to yeah. access to it once a day, you would do it once a day. See. Really? Okay. 
Yes. All right. Like, I don't even masturbate. Like, the only time I masturbate is like if we haven't, like if our schedules haven't meshed up on weekends. I mean, it, and it's been like a week and we haven't had sex. I might, I might masturbate. But like, I just don't even feel like, I think that maybe because I get off like with being on stage or stage time or what have you, it, it just doesn't. I don't feel the need to bust a nut, you know, like because <laughs> you did it on stage, right? Or because I just—that's your gratification, right? For the day or the week. Or sure, I just don't feel like I don't know. Maybe some. Maybe I was just trained by Jesus. I, I, don't, I don't know. Amen. I was supposed Somebody's to be saying a nun. that right now. Yeah, you know who's probably saying that? That pedophile sinner. Oh my God, pedophiles! This is great. Before we're done with vaginas, this is really great. I thought we could put this on and take a slight break. This is Walt Disney's story of masturbation. This is what? a really excellent. What? Yeah, m- not masturbation, menstruation. I'm oh, sorry, it starts with them. It's that too. Yeah, it's amazing. So it was. Um, I believe it's what 1940. What was the year? Oh, it does. Lord. Uh, this is from. They really aren't. It, 1940. <sighs> 1940 uh, menstruation. Yeah, the story of menstruation was commissioned by tampon giant Kotex when Disney's growth stalled after World War II. Disney's Fantasia was a commercial failure in 1940, and it wasn't until decades later that the movie gained a cult following. In need of a production boost, Disney relinquished part of his creative control and dipped into the dark side, teaming up with government agencies and, cooper- and corporations in a last-ditch effort to drive revenue and diversify the Disney brand. The pra- pragmatic pivot created a whole new class of Disney entertainment films, <laughs> including military training and war propaganda films starring Commando Donald Duck with subtle swastika-shaped clouds, industrial films sponsored by companies like General Motors and Kleenex, and health education films like The Winged Scourge, in which the seven dwarfs all learn about mosquito-borne malaria. In the 1960s, Disney created Disney Educational Media, which churned out films and workbooks on various topics for schools. Disney expert Jim Cordes says the endeavor, though radical, fell flat and barely covered costs. It would have been cheaper to eliminate the entire division and devote that labor and time to something else, he said. Menstruation was a novel territory for the silver screen in the 1940s. In true Disney fashion, the film took care not to be explicit. The female body was strategically silhouetted. The menstrual blood was snow white instead of crimson. And no mention was made of sex or childbirth. The film, with the film came a promotional booklet, very personally yours, to spark safe, constructive discussions at home. Still, the reception was polarizing. Parents were up in arms, says Cordes. Rumors that Minnie Mouse had been created specifically to teach girls about their special time floated around, and some news outlets lambasted the inappropriate Donald Duck sex tape. The American Medical Association, the Library of Congress, and Parents Magazine, though, lauded the film for its potential historic significance. Whatever camp you fell in, the story of menstruation advanced a conversation for girls and young women that hadn't happened on screen before, says Susan Freeman, author of Sex Goes to School, Girls and Sex Education Before the 1960s. Some historians say the film sorely missed the mark with its dated dogma on womanhood. The film plays up the protagonist's feminine nature. She's clad in a dress, of course, white stockings covering her legs, her hair tied back with a bow and a dab of lipstick accentuating her mouth. Gender stereotyping criticisms have continued continued in more recent films with Frozen, uh, 
the hit animated film that little girls went gaga over in 2013. Periods are, as the Disney flick said, a natural part of nature's eternal plan for passing on the gift of life. And the final scene shows a lipsticked mother cooing over her baby. All right, so we're going to listen to a little bit of this, because why not? Walt Disney, the cross-dresser. The cross-dressing Nazi. He was a crossdresser? Yeah, you oh know that. Oh my god, I oh, love yeah. it. That's exciting. Walt Disney. And he was a racist. Oh yeah, we I know he's a racist. Yeah. The Story of Menstruation by Walt Disney. Because, like any mother, she quietly manages so much of our living without our ever realizing there's a woman at work. Why, right from the beginning, we breathe and sleep and wake up with no more conscious planning than we used in sprouting teeth. Mother Nature controls many of our routine bodily processes through automatic control centers called glands. The story of menstruation really begins with one particular gland. It's located here at the base of the brain, and it's called the pituitary gland. In our childhood years, this pituitary gland concentrates on producing growth hormones, busy little messengers which circulate through the bloodstream. They order the various bones and tissues to get growing. And as a girl grows up from blocks to dolls to books, that means your body is obeying the orders issued by the pituitary gland. Of course, these orders vary among different girls. Some girls grow short, some tall, some heavy, and some slight. But there comes a time somewhere between the ages of 11 and 17, though about 13 is average, when the pituitary must turn part of its attention to maturing the body which it has grown. So it starts sending out a new type of hormone, a maturing hormone. I wish I had this music when and I that started is mine. when menstruation begins. When these maturing hormones start coming down through the bloodstream to the ovaries. The ovaries themselves are glands about the size of almonds. And locked within each ovary are thousands of eggs. Although these eggs are too small to be seen by the human eye, any one of them has the possibility of someday becoming a human being. Near the ovaries are the fallopian tubes, short canals which lead to the uterus or womb. This hollow pear-shaped organ opens into the vagina, which is part of the birth canal, and is the external opening for this whole group of organs. So, as you see, there is a continuous passage from each ovary through the fallopian tubes, uterus, and vagina to the outside of the body. They're saying vagina! These organs function in a continuous cycle. The pituitary gland starts the process when it sends its maturing hormones down through the bloodstream to the ovaries. Now one of the ovaries passes on an order of its own to the uterus. 
It tells the cells which make up the lining of the uterus to multiply and fill themselves with watery fluids and blood. This begins to build up a thickened lining of somewhat velvety material. At the same time, an ovary has been maturing an ovum or egg, which is magnified here so that we can see it. About once a month, one of these tiny eggs passes out of the ovary and finds its way into a fallopian tube, where it moves along toward the uterus. If the egg is impregnated, which happens when a woman is going to have a child, the egg will stay How? within the uterus. Then the thickened lining will provide nourishment for the budding human being through the early days of its development. However, most eggs pass through the fallopian tubes without being fertilized. When this happens, there's no use for that potential nourishment in the built-up lining of the uterus. And so, in a few days, it passes from the body. This is the flow which we call menstruation. So, as we see now, menstruation <laughs> is just one up. routine step looks like in a normal and natural cycle that is going on continuously within the body. But how does the egg get fertilized? They don't tell us. Doesn't matter. This the is time between periods is usually about 28 days. However, it may be shorter for some girls and longer for others. The flow itself may last anywhere from three days to seven. Yet each of these different schedules may be normal. For just as the pituitary gland orders some girls to grow short, some tall, some heavy, and some slight, so its orders about menstruation may differ widely among normal women. The important thing is that you should be fairly regular within yourself. Of course, a girl may be irregular during the first year or so, but after that, when her system is settled down into a routine, her period should always be about the same number of days apart and last about the same length of time. I really like those puff sleeves this on that dress. Try control. not to throw yourself off schedule by getting overtired, emotionally upset, or catching cold. And if your timing goes seriously wrong or you're bothered with severe cramps or headaches, you should have a talk with your doctor. And smoke marijuana. Of course you'll want to keep a personal calendar. Mark the first day of each period and check to see that there are about the same number of days between periods. This is a good idea because the doctor it's always asks It's not only a me. useful record of past yeah. performance, but it comes in handy when you have to plan ahead. When you have to plan ahead? This calendar Ooh. appears in an We're interesting booklet called Very Personally rhythm, rhythm. Yours. Oh, this booklet has been prepared to enlarge upon what you learn from this brief film. Nice nails. Among other things, the booklet explodes that old taboo against bathing during your period. Not only can you bathe, you should bathe. Yeah, you should. Because yeah. during menstruation, your perspiration glands are working overtime. Just be careful to avoid either very hot water or very cold water. Why? In fact, it's not a good idea at any time to shock your system with extremes, any more than to let yourself get chilled or to catch cold. And as for the old taboo against exercise, that's nonsense. Exercise is good for you during menstruation. Just use common sense. When you come to think of it, <laughs> most of your daily routine yeah. is on the mild side. 
It's going to extremes now she's that's cleaning. wrong yeah, cleaning. and to be avoided. Don't lift the chair when you're cleaning. Okay, that's funny. To most girls, the menstrual period should bring no severe discomfort. Some girls have a little less pep, a feeling of pressure in the lower part of the body, mm. perhaps an occasional twinge or a touch of nerves. She's frowning in the but mirror. But don't let it get you down. Don't let it get you down! After all, no matter how you feel, you have to live with people. You have to live with yourself, too. Women and once are you stop feeling sorry for yourself and take those days in your stride, you'll find it's easier to keep smiling and even-tempered. Keep smiling! You can do practically everything you normally do. Oh, everything, yeah. Dancing with boys. Oh, come now. We said practically everything. Provided you take common sense care of yourself. Don't Exercises to relieve cramps are illustrated in the booklet. Try them. With the guidance of a qualified person, you may find they help. And do something about that slouch. Slumpy posture is just as bad inside as it looks outside. So stand up straight and let the organs function from the position that nature intended. Look pretty and smile, sweetheart. One way to help them function normally is to avoid constipation. Oh. You see, your reproductive organs lie between the rectum and the bladder and their external openings. And constipation will disturb the relationship between these organs. So you'll find it worth your while to drink plenty of water, eat plenty of fruit, and to include cereals and eggs and leafy vegetables in your daily diet. Now add McDonald's. And incidentally, yeah. it's smart to keep looking smart. That well-groomed feeling will give you new poise and lift your morale. Look pretty, put on Especially makeup! Especially when it's backed up wow. with year-round fresh air and sunshine and plenty of rest and sleep. Because the best possible insurance against trouble on those days is healthy living every day. Christian values. Too. And that's the story. There's nothing strange nor mysterious about menstruation. All life is built on cycles. And the menstrual cycle is one normal and natural part of nature's eternal plan Reading a book. for passing on the gift of life. Getting married. Oh, a baby on and on. Mr. Thank you, Cotex. Thank you, Juan. Presented in by compliments of Kimberly Clark, makers of Cotex products. I use Cotex. That was still. that was fun. I actually use Cotex. That yeah, Brad. That's uh, well. There's when Disney dabbled. You know what's you know what's really fucked up? I bet you they don't even show this kind of shit in schools anymore because there's really no health classes or what have you. Yeah. You know, do, do they not have health anymore in, in school? Really, no one. There's no sex. There's no sex ed or what have you. Really. There's no sex ed anymore. Yeah. What? So. Do they just figure they learn it all on YouTube because they all have like porn, porn on hub. Yeah, Pornhub. Yeah, that's effed up. Eleven-year-olds have all the porn. It's great. <laughs> Uh, so it's so good for women and all of that. Well, you know, at least we've we've come a long way, baby, from the uh, from those tropes that were societally described in the '40s there to to where we are now. True. Uh, let's we'll do a little gnarl thing. This is a gnarl on Supreme Court challenge to reproductive health. 
there's also Narl calls out the hip, hip, hypocrisy. Uh, fringe groups claim constitutional right to withhold information from women challenge popular California law passed to protect access to accurate health information. This is interesting. Uh, with the U.S. Supreme Court announcing it will hear the first challenge to abortion rights in the court's new era, Narl Pro-Choice America called on the justices to protect women's access to accurate medical information. The case centers around the Reproductive Fact Act, a California law sponsored by Narl Pro-Choice California that makes it harder for anti-abortion groups to lie and mislead women about their reproductive health options. This is the Supreme Court's first test on abortion rights with Neil Gorsuch on the bench, and the decision could set the stage for how courts treat abortion rights for decades to come, said Elsie Hogue. Elise Hogue, Narl Pro-Choice America president. As right-wing groups increasingly spread lies about abortion and basic reproductive health care, this case is an early test of whether the Supreme Court can guarantee our rights in the Trump era, including access to abortion care. Californians understand the value of having accurate, timely information about our health care options, including abortion access, says Amy Everett, Narl Pro-Choice California State Director. Women deserve to have all the facts in order to make the best decisions about their health, lives, and futures. That's why four federal courts have already rejected the arguments being made in these anti-choice groups. The principle here is simple. Nobody's ideology should ever be allowed to get between a woman and her doctor. California voters overwhelmingly support the requirements outlined by the FACT Act, including 69% of Republicans and 77% of Catholics. In 2015, NARL was the main organizational sponsor of the Reproductive Fact Act, along with then-Attorney General Kamala Harris and Black Women for Wellness. NARL released a nationwide report on the fake clinics run by anti-abortion groups that lie, shame, and intentionally mislead women about their health care options in order to block them from accessing their full range of reproductive care. This included a report on these activities in California, which led to the introduction of the FACT Act. By challenging the FACT Act, the anti-choice movement is using the courts to try to enforce their out-of-touch ideology through the court system. In fact, despite four federal court rulings that repeatedly denied requests to block enforcement of the law, anti-choice groups engaged in legal bullying in an attempt to keep California cities from enforcing the law background information on the Reproductive Fact Act. The Fact Act helped ensure that women have access to accurate reproductive health information so they can make the best decisions for themselves and their families. The law required that licensed cl clinics provide clients with information about California's programs that provide free or low-cost family planning services, prenatal care and abortion services, and contact information for the county social service office. The Fact Act helped protect California women from lies and misinformation from fake clinics that call themselves crisis pregnancy centers. Narl comp compiled a comprehensive report on these anti-abortion centers, highlighting the devastating impact they have on women who seek access to reproductive care. While the anti-choice movement has used every avenue to protest the FACT Act, four federal courts have already rejected their claims. Every single court that heard the case rejected their claims, but nevertheless, they have continued to push their specious claims. Anti-choice groups have attempted to convince courts that they have a First Amendment right to withhold medically accurate information from women. As esteemed First Amendment expert 
Edwin Chermeski notes, not only do these claims not hold up to constitutional scrutiny, they are simply a pretext to take away a woman's rights. Wow. All right. They're trying to challenge some California stuff. We should know. We got to know about that stuff. stuff, Well, and I've heard about these crazy things, these um, crisis pregnancy centers. They lure women in for saying, so they think that they're Planned Parenthood or something. And then they show them pictures of like dead babies and they do that whole thing. It's like fake. They're lying. So they're, it's awful. Manipulating women. That's, that's, that's kind of evil thing to do. Absolutely. I mean... Especially when you're freaked out and you go to a crisis pregnancy center, it sounds like I'm in crisis. I just got pregnant. Ah. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, my, our their one goal is to basically manipulate the person that's right. in crisis. That's yeah, terrible. That's horrible. And now they're trying to fight it in the it, it, with the Supreme Court. So it's insane. It'll just be interesting to see what Neil Gorsuch does because <sighs> if he brings such gore as we think he'll think he'll do, he'll just be like, yeah, whatever. Uh, this is, there was a GOP, um, Narl calls out unprecedented anti-choice hypocrisy in Senate tax plan. Uh, Elise Hogue issued the following statement. The GOP bill reads like a wish list for an out-of-touch base driven by ideology at the expense of sound fiscal policy. By using tax code to dismantle the ACA and determine when life begins, measures that have routinely failed legislatively and at the ballot box, the GOP has once again shown they're incapable of governing in the best interest of the American people. Asserting an anti-abortion provision under the guise of college affordability is a new low even for this anti-choice GOP. This provision cynically preys on the desire of parents to have affordable higher education while doing nothing of the sort. The sole purpose of this provision is to codify the racial anti-choice idea that life begins at conception into law and begin the process of banning abortion altogether. The fact that the GOP does this while actually making life harder for working class Americans is morally bankrupt. I look forward to the day when the GOP pursues college affordability and relief for working class families with a fraction of the zeal they used to control women's bodies. This is the first time personhood language has made it into tax reform legislation, leaving the door open for future laws to use the same ideological definition of when life begins. As shown in a recent ballot measure across multiple states, the public largely does not support the concept of personhood in red, purple, and blue states, and this attack on reproductive rights is out of step with legal precedents, science, and public opinion. This provision is also wholly unnecessary as Americans can already set up 529s for the children they wish to have. A 529 in a parent's name can be transferred to a child once that child is born. Last week, Naro rolled out a new six-figure digital ad campaign demanding that the GOP remove dangerous ideological personhood language from their tax plan. Narl is taking aim at a provision in the new tax plan that allows 529s to be established for an unborn child. Example of the ads can be found here and here. So go Narl, everybody. Things are still, I mean, things are still happening. It's crazy. They're still after our uteruses. Oh, and yeah. It's, this, this, this day, it's, it's not going to stop anytime soon. It's real. It's, yeah. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. 
Yeah. Uh, your your podcast is 93% almost in your... Um, it's, I'm transferring it to both you and Will. So Yay. we're going to take that and you guys will be able to find the interview that LaToya uh, did on Sunday. With uh, Hyphen Zin. Hyphen Zin. Uh, he's a local uh, hip-hop artist who just came out with a new album. Shout out to him. Sweet. Um, so yeah, I want you guys to check it out once it's done. Yeah, it's going to be... It'll be an extra link in our AltaCast index. You can look in our indices and find it and I'll tag it once it's up blah 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 but you're also going to have a copy of it sent to you as mp3 format you can do whatever you want with yeah so good times going back to the you know the uterus yeah uteruses um it's so funny. I, I mentioned the pedophile Renifer Senate, Ray Moore, yeah, Roy Moore, excuse me, um, in Alabama. Who um. This was the guy that is accused of having, you know, sexual re- relations with 14, 16-year-olds. Oh. Um, and if he's one of these Bible thumpers. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's legal, I think, that 14 is the age of consent. No, 16. Or 16 is. is, but he still likes 14-year-olds. Yeah, which is illegal. That's, that's a pedophile. That's a pedophile. So yes, um, so is that is that statewide that sixteen is the 16 age of is consent? The legal age of consent in Alabama. Oh, in Alabama. So yeah, we're in different Al- in different states. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So basically, you know, the hypocrisy of the whole thing, like these are the anti-choice people, right. the you know, the pro-lifers. But now you have the fact that there's going Alabama might be the first state, you know, because they're good Christians and all, to basically have a pedophile in the senate wow wow you know but you know they're not pro-choice yeah but also i mean we can go we can go back to this our our president is Mm, is deviant right is a he assaults women he assaults women it's on tape it's on tape he talks about it it. (laughs) right so we're all okay. That's the thing is everyone's okay with it now. It's funny that it's all coming out. And I mean, I guess we had to be okay with it for it all to come out, I guess, because we, but we've all already agreed by, as a people, by electing this, this it's okay. person, we all said it's fine. Yeah. We said, yeah, fuck women, you whatever. Be, you, They're you not become people. a winner. They're not people. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. They're you're fine. Neither are comedians. Yeah. They're not, they're not real people. Well, this is, uh, thank you guys for listening to the first half of the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, was throwing it down. Um, Pam Benjamin, we're hanging out. We're about to get into some submissions. Yeah, but we did. We did a whole hour on uh, vaginas, which was great. Yeah. I'm very happy about it. I feel like we educated ourselves at least to the 1940s standards <laughs> of the menstruation. Should I learn some shit about the vaginal... Rejuvenation. Rejuvenation. Mm, mm. Still, I ain't ain't for the laser in my cootie cat. Mm -mm. I say just, yeah, if you really were just kegels, 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 and yoga, yoga, yoga. Just start with what you got. It's that that old adage of like, I don't know, you you could either start running or you could get liposuction. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so you can do your kegels or you can just have a laser on your, on your, on your pussy. Let's let's start running in cables. Yeah, let's start running. Start running with cables. Yeah, yeah. But maybe put a Benoit ball in your twat and hold it while you're running (laughs) Running. to actually use like weights. You know, like weighted cable balls. Just one Benoit. I would be afraid though if I put a Benoit ball in that it would go up too far. But I guess. I mean, because you, I wouldn't. I couldn't run very fast though. That's for sure. Yeah, you kind of waddle. Speed walk. Speed walk. We're going to come up with some new concepts here. Uh, well. We're about to speed walk into some submissions. Party. Yeah. So we have, I'm excited. This is a woman named Winter Spears. Yay. Uh, 
Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. 25 shows, five days coming up. I'm uh, very excited about it. And uh, we've had a a lot of submissions like yesterday because I worked really hard. I worked for like two hours passing around the, why don't you submit? Like on every single board ever, 16 days left to submit. And I'm going to keep doing it as it gets closer. Um, I worked really hard, but it totally happened like I got four submissions yesterday so whip de do and one of them is from Winter Spears here we go guys how's it going um I am so impressed by her World War II joke guys a World War II joke that's amazing and Jen's fabulous dress give it up for that dress guys from Glendale California and let's talk about that I went to Disney World for the first time two years ago. I was there for 17 hours. I don't know that I can ever show my face in those places again. I'm still having nightmares. Okay, guys. Um, uh, I don't know about you, but we are seven months into uh, 2017, and I'm still recovering from 2016. <laughs> uh, uh, I was, however, excited that uh, Barack Obama got elected to a third term. <laughs> At least that's what's happening in my bunker. That's funny. I moved in about seven months ago. The only thing that plays in my bunker are Michelle's speeches and Barack's speeches. And that's it. Uh, I'm going to be there either four or eight years, depending upon how all of this plays um, Not too long ago, guys, I went to a double baby shower. I know, right? That was my exact reaction. But it got me to thinking about all the things we do as women for our friends, especially when it comes to showers, because when it's a wedding shower, there's never just one shower, is it, ladies? Never. Oh, right? (laughs) So then I was thinking about the showers and the dresses and the shoes and the destination weddings to Punta Cana or wherever. (laughs) This is very Glendale, right? She's talking about. Depending upon who your friends are. But I was thinking we do these things for our friends, ladies, because we love them. And we think to ourselves, one day, it's going to be about me. One day, it's going to be my turn. I've reached a certain point in my life. I've neither gotten married nor had children. Right, that's where I am. I'm feeling feeling good about it. But what I'm thinking is, is it weird? Is it wrong? Is it awkward? If I'm looking for a gift card, a deposit into my PayPal, a check. All I'm saying is these student loans aren't paying themselves, guys. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know me, as they said, my name is Winter Spears. I spell winter with a Y, not because I'm pretentious, but because my mother is. (laughs) What's up, Mom? How you doing? My last name is Spears, like Brittany. The Britney is silent. <laughs> People are always making jokes about my name. They sing songs. They quote Shakespeare. Once when this woman met me after talking to me on the phone, she looked at me and she said, Oh, you're not at all what I was expecting. I said, What were you expecting? A Republican professional skier from Utah? <laughs> I am. In fact, I'm Mitt Romney's sixth child. <laughs> what we wouldn't give for a Mitt Romney presidency right now. Oh, my God. We were so smug. Oh, I don't want Mitt Romney to be president. I don't want John McCain 
to be boiled in. We would all take up a collection right here, right now, to get either one of those people. <laughs> uh, guys, it's been, um, full disclosure, I'm an actor. At least I have a degree and a bill from Sally Mae. That's it. I have had some success as an actor. Not too long ago, I had a national commercial running. Thank you. I need one more. Fab my college loans, guys. The commercial espoused the virtues of weight loss. I was very excited when I was on vacation, and this woman recognized me from my commercial. I was less excited that I was at an all-you-can-eat restaurant when it happened. <laughs> So I'm on this vacation with my family in Sevierville, Tennessee, of all places. And this woman walks up to me as I'm sidling up to the dessert bar. And she says, do you have a commercial running on TV right now? And I said, oh my god, yes. Her name was Ernestine Jackson, I remember, because she was my first fan. And after I proceeded to introduce her to everyone in my family, um, my mother came up to me and she said, oh, there was another woman who recognized you, but she didn't want to bother you. And I said, yeah, because people are running me down for my state farm spot. <laughs> uh, guys, I've been in L.A. It was six years. She's really funny. I, thought she I like funny. her. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm down. She was a little, she started, she was a little slow on the uptake, but it's because it's a 10 minute set. She, I realized, I realized once her set was like, she gave us 10 minutes and 51 seconds. I was like, she was just warming everybody up. That's not necessarily her material in the beginning. And then she, she got me. I laughed out loud multiple times. She misdirected me a couple times. She, I mean. She's a dancer when she comes to her comedy. She was a, she was a little bougie for me with that whole wedding stuff, but I'm fine. I was good. Yeah, I'm I'm nice I'm happy to start about it. With the lady of color. Absolutely. Uh, our next one is Amanda Golob. What a name! G O L O B from New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah, shout out to New Orleans. Yeah. Oklahoma. Oh my goodness. So look at that. New from Glendale, California to New Orleans. Here we go. Check this out. Check it out. Amanda G. Doing. Please give it up for Amanda G. Oh, this is at the House Thank of Blues. You. That's cool. Are we drinking? Yeah, I am. We're drinking. I'm drinking, which is why I'm not kicking his ass right now. Uh, that's for sure. I'm drink I, I actually moved to New Orleans just to drink, uh, which I'm sure I'll hope y'all learn. We like to fucking drink here. I came here to drink, and I was like, I'm just fucking saying. Um, I love I love drinking so much. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, my mom hates I that I like drink. Her. My mom hates that I drink, and she wants to stop me from drinking so much. Um, so what she tries to do to stop me from drinking so much is she just tells me how many calories are in every drink that I drink. <laughs> you know, like she thinks that's going to stop me. Just like, oh, that vodka soda, 100 calories. And I'm just like, mom, you don't get it. Like, you don't understand. I'm a lesbian. Like, we don't get fatter. We just get sturdier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, my current body type goal is the bookshelf I'm building. I think I'm almost there, right? <laughs> I am, um, you'll never forget though, like I'll never forget the moment that I became gay. You know, you never forget that moment. Uh, for me, it was birth. <laughs> for you conservatives out there, conception. <laughs> I, really appreciate it. I, appreciate it. I, um, I used to start 
start off though, I started off my sets by coming out to everyone and letting them know I'm gay. Um, and I just got this haircut to save myself on time. <laughs> Thank you. My hairstylist though, she calls this the J-Lar, the Jennifer Lawrence. And I'm like, no, lady. <laughs> Like, this isn't the J-Law, this is the dyke do, right? Like, this is the perfect haircut for eating pussy. Alright? Come on, you can tell where her hair ends and yours begins. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It brings a tear to the eye. And you have a window, right? So if you're into the pussy, you leave it open, and if not, you just close it and get down to business. Works for you guys, too, don't worry. Life hacks for y'all. I, um, I look in the mirror, though, like, I don't see J-Law, I don't see Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I see Harry Potter, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be the bad guy here. People hate this. I'm gonna be the bad guy. I gotta say it, though. Like, fuck Harry Potter. I gotta say it. Harry Potter's a fucking terrible wizard, and somebody has to say it. I'm gonna say it. A terrible fucking wizard. A terrible wizard. It's like, what kind of wizard needs glasses, you know? <laughs> you know, you couldn't figure out the spell for LASIK? <laughs> I, um, obviously I talk to strangers about being gay, which means when I get to the bar, I get a lot of questions from y'all. Um, most popular question I get is, how do lesbians have sex? That's the question I get. Um, we're not supposed to tell you. I was going to say that. We're not supposed to tell you. Um, but like I said, I drink a lot. I'm going to tell you. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Don't tell the others. Uh, it is not scissoring. I'm screwed because I like everybody. She takes her junk out here, and I take my junk out here, and we just mash it together. That's not, that's not what we do. Um, the way it works is one of us sits on the washing machine, and the other one reads the poetry. That's how it's done. Now, my girlfriend heard that, and she's just like, no, 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 it's the dryer. Much better emotion. Much better emotion. I, I, I like her. There's no reason for us to keep on this. I, I mean, I'm going to re-go through these. Don't worry. But, I, as like, I'm just, what we're just looking for is stinkers. And the problem is nobody's a stinker. So, this is going to be really tough this year. I'm fucked. I, I remember the one stinker last week. That made me laugh. Right. The one guy. I'm, I'm not going to see his name. Yeah, I know. We're just going to try to beat, like, but, uh... Well, keep this in mind. With your selection in the end, some of these people still, still may not be able to make it. Oh, that's true. There's going to have to be some, um, po possibly some alternates. But I think that there'll be enough people in town that I can always, like, not... What I'll probably do is I'll announce the out-of-town people that I want to them, but I won't announce the in-town people. So I'll wait to see what out-of-town people can't make it right. before I... Because then I can change my in-town number that's based hard. on... I know, that's why they pay me the big bucks, right? This <laughs> is... I, this guy's from southeastern Massachusetts. Anthony Capobianco. All right, we Sounds have like an Italian. I love it. I love people from... From uh, Massachusetts. Right, we got some East Coast. Bonfangu. Here we go. Nicks. That's what it says here. Here we go. Play. It's thinking. It's thinking. It's thinking. It's thinking. All right. First gentleman we have coming to the stage. He just introduced me. So I guess it's only fair I give it back to him, right? Yeah. Woo. All right. Everybody give it up. A very funny young man, Mr. Tony Capiago. Everybody confused? Yeah. yeah! Thank you so much for coming back and seeing all your beautiful faces. Thank you for that applause. I like me too. That was really nice of you. Uh, listen, Bobby, I fear it's going to be a big mistake. I almost became a paramedic. Yeah. Oh, 
what happened? He was, almost became a paramedic, and it's Uh-oh. buffering, buffering, buffering. Oh, buffering. Buffering, buffering. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be a very, very good paramedic anyway, because when I was a kid, I was traumatized by a little game called Operation. Remember this game? <laughs> what was the worst part of that game? Oh. The bus sound, right? No. No. Actually, the worst part of Operation is the fact that that dude was awake the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fucked up. That's absolutely true. How bad this guy's health insurance? <laughs> Probably doesn't get any anesthesia. The only person qualified to do this is an eight-year-old about hand-eye coordination. Not <laughs> to mention all those premiums this poor bastard had to pay. jokes i laughed a couple times i just wouldn't have given us this particular show because the audience he lost the audience like i heard the moment where he lost the audience i mean i'm gonna obviously i'm going through these yeah well he well he might have been the opener also you know well and it depends where they yeah it's but it's which they have the power to send us whatever tape they want you know so i mean like i and that's the thing it's so funny i don't apply for anything right now because i haven't done a new video in Three years 
almost four years. So when I, we're going to actually install for the festival and for everything else, we're going to install this GoPro up there and point it toward the thing. We've got our own little laptop, so we'll just go press go. If we wanted to do ourselves, we could. And we could stream it during this show, but I'm like, really, I don't. I mean, you look great as long as I mean, I don't want to. But for the, <laughs> for the, but for, because I don't understand why people like to watch radio. It's so weird to me. I'm like, it's radio. Why do you want to watch it? Watch you got to charge. People now. love it. But well, so, people, I mean, with people the, like pictures. It's yeah. But when it's faced toward the, when it's faced towards that for the comedy festival, it's going to be great. So I'm going to have a lot of different videos that'll be recent, and people can use and put them on YouTube and blah blah blah. So um, we'll make sure the quality is fine. Right, we'll work on the quality. Uh, oh, this was, I just, did I just I make got, a mistake? I just got bored, that's all. Yeah, I, I just really did. Uh, he's funny, but just, you know, not Right, well, and it's, we're, we're, and again, I'm going to go through everything and like really fine tooth comb and figure out, because this is the thing, like now it's kind of hard because so we, we have, I, I'm only choosing 40 people total, so. Señores y señores, a nuestra noche de comedia presentado por Bud Light. You guys are probably thinking, um, what's this Indian kid doing up here speaking Mexican? <laughs> totally cool, guys, because I was Indian at one point in my life. I was brought on as a diversity hire for a Disney Channel commercial. <laughs> the producers thought they were gonna like break my heart. Hey, little five-year-old kid, you're gonna have to act a little, a little different. They didn't know how much of a hustler I was, though. I was like, guys, I'll be anything you want for, a, for the right amount of money, right? And I was smart, because I know that Indians are just ashier Mexicans. <laughs> it was gonna work out. Hey, mom, get the baby powder. Wrap this up. <laughs> You guys look like good people, though. Oh my gosh, Austin, Texas. Who prays in here? Who prays? On children? Whoa. <laughs> what kind of demographic you got for me here? Damn. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. But uh, I haven't been in here long enough, but I've been in here enough to know that it's kind of sexy in here. <laughs> Just me, guys? I've been getting kind of sexy in my life, if you guys could believe it. I've been listening to uh, a little more aggressive rap. Mmm, some Tupac and Make Love. I've been washing my hands in cinnamon before I step outside. Signature move. You guys can use it. No patent pending on this one, guys. Guys, but I've been getting so sexy that I've, uh, I've started outlining things with my index finger and then making eye contact. Guys, I can outline anything and it'll be sexy. The damn ground. I can feel it, guys. I can do this wall right now. What? 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 Pretty sexy. But the main thing that I've been trying to get across, guys, is I've been getting so sexy. For my fancy people out there, I've been getting so sexy, I started pairing my, uh, my wine with uh, sexual activity. Because I don't, I don't just, I want you guys just uncorking those bottles. I want you uncorking those hidden sexual inhibitions and cut loose tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. He's two minutes in and I've been, I already uh, love it. pairing it some like, uh, it went so fast. Pinot with some wino. <laughs> For my nasty cochinos out there, some champagne with pain. Mm. Some uh, Chardonnay with sadness. Some melancholy love. Got a nice little cheese plate, and I've been pairing a nice Merlot with anal. It's good. Get the brie out. Get the Gouda. Get that blue cheese, baby. Don't get me started on the kombucha and eating booty, ladies and gentlemen. Mmm. 
I see the I see the the phones out and stuff, and it's totally cool, guys, because I embrace technology. I'm an engineer myself, uh, but you guys gotta be careful. You're hearing it from me, guys. You gotta read the warning labels, and sometimes do a little extra research, right? Because technology's scary. It's not only gonna take away jobs. And according to the new White House administration, I know a little thing or two about that, right? <laughs> Technology, people, is going to take away identities. What are you talking about, Ivan? I got you guys. Come back with me on this magical journey back to 1931 when the automatic door dropped and killed a gentleman's game. Plenty of couples here in the house you could relate. Guys, taking your lady out on a date and <laughs> doors open up by themselves. Oh, I'm more useless as a guy. <laughs> Maybe you guys want something a little more current. Young people, self-checkouts, damn them to the ground. Taking away all the cool jobs. I remember when I was young, we used to wear those retail jobs like war wounds. If you didn't work food service or retail in your life, you're not a real person. <laughs> I, I love him. He's, he's great. He's definitely like, he's... He's on it. Well, and watching him makes me go like, it, it lifts the concept of what other people need to bring because he's his so good his yeah his game's so good that yeah. it's like you know other scary. people is like oh now i see that they're not as good Get me on my toes yeah like and he had the right he was having fun he opened up with some kind of like mexican used car sales commercial or yeah something. Exactly. Know, but like that was just immediately like oh this guy he has me right now Absolutely. yeah the radio voice yeah, he's, he's it's going to be great on the radio. radio. He looks yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, this is Jonathan Cook from. Oh, what was that guy's name? By the oh, that way. was Ivan Garcia. This is Jonathan Cook at Flappers in L.A. My name is Jonathan Cook, and I am Australian, which explains the pouch. He's wearing a hoodie. Thank you. Now uh, I actually have some exciting news to share with you guys. Recently, I got a PlayStation Four. I also just got married. Should I leave with that? My wife thinks I should leave with that. Um, now, when you get engaged, when you get married, things come up that you've never thought of before. Like, should I get a prenup? I don't know. I mean, if we were to break up, I don't want to lose a wife and a PlayStation. <laughs> You guys like that joke more than my wife. <laughs> now, uh, when we got engaged, we both made cute little announcement posts on Facebook. And uh, what was strange was, my post ended up getting way more likes than hers. At first I felt kind of bad for it, but then I noticed that all the comments on my post were, she said yes, exclamation mark. But all the comments on her post were, you said yes, exclamation <laughs> mark. Which I think is a little rude. Uh, it's almost as if to say a comedian slash puppeteer isn't a real catch. <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. Now, uh, I'm going to play a game with you guys. A new little game that I've come up with. Uh, I call it the name game, as my wife calls it. Not now, honey, I have a real job. <laughs> this is how the name game works. All right? If I had a pet chicken that won an Academy Award, I'd call him Gregory Peck. Ha ha! You. If I knew an Indian billionaire entrepreneur that hosted the Indian version of Shark Tank, I'd call him Mark Cuman. <laughs> you. And lastly, if I owned an apartment block that housed pro-abstinence roosters, I'd call it the Cock Block. 
Thank you. Now, uh, since getting married, uh, I think I've gained an appreciation for why you might pick a partner that you feel like can protect you. So I know that as a husband, I now feel a responsibility to protect my wife. And I think historically Two, how we measured this... 2.30 in. Uh, I mean... See, now I'm jaded because that last guy was like... Maybe. I was like, yeah! And now I'm like, oh... Maybe. Uh, I like accents. Um, <laughs> I like PlayStation's 4, but he didn't. Oh, I right. cock blocking. I mean, it was clever. It's just there's different personalities on stage. And yeah. He's 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 nerd funny. What are you gonna do? And that's the other thing is that people who get chosen for the festival, they're doing three different shows with twelve minute sets like each time. So, I mean, I would hope that they would all do different material, but you don't know. I mean, you just don't know how. I need to read their bios too, see how long they've been in it, and and what you know. Here we are now. This is. Uh, Stethoscope. <laughs> like, um, 
Sorry, I forgot. White people take Halloween really serious. I do. A lot of the time after my people, I'm I just can't even. It's like, why would he send us this one? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, why would you send us that tape? I mean, I know it's super recent, which I appreciate that it's it was from this month. But like, you don't have something where the coffee machine doesn't go on off in the middle of it. I mean, Zany still makes blender drinks. Y'all niggas still do that shit. That's funny. While somebody's (laughs) doing a stand-up set. Yeah, Yeah. it's insane, right? (laughs) Well, and Second City's a couple doors down, so we would freak Zany's all the time. So, yeah, it would be... That's crazy. It's, it's, it's kind of noisy in there. Well, it makes me feel better. I'm like, hey, everybody, why not use Mutiny? At least our sound is good. Like, if you use us for a tape and you and you add your own stuff, at least the sound is good. That asshole making Christ. a slide. Yeah. <laughs> in 2007. Right? And the back... <laughs> Crazy. Zadie, step your game up. Shit. Awesome he was actually this on a TV show Mikey on Fox. Mikey McKernan. And then the next day they canceled it. But give it up for <laughs> Mikey McKernan. Newhall, California. I don't know where that is. Thank you. Thank you. One more time for Sarah, you guys. <laughs> I, already, I like him already. Thank you. So great to be here. There. Wow, look at all these people. Show. One more time for my friends who said they were going to be here tonight, you guys. <laughs> they live in Santa Clarita. They said they are going to be here, but hey, you can't spell flake without L.A. Boo. Huh? <laughs> They're good friends. I still love them. Whenever one of my friends go, you feel me? I touch them. Boo, ha, hug. (laughs) That was uh, the only black guy in the whole room laughing. One more time for your last comedian. Let it back up here. I looked. And then go on stage, too. Great. Love it. My name is Mikey, you guys. I didn't name myself. I'm the youngest of six. People, no, no one takes me seriously because I'm 31 and I still go by Mikey. <laughs> but people ask me too, they're like, why Mikey? Because it's my key to your heart. Boo, huh, huh? So let me in, I want to make you laugh. <laughs> Works every time. I'm the youngest of six, I've played ketchup my whole life, and now I like it on everything. <laughs> Even salad. <Yeah>. Nice! <laughs> I gotta stop writing jokes about my hair, you guys, but they're stuck in my head. Oh, ha, ha. Besides, they only got me this far. <laughs> Trying to get there. Now, if you look like me, you gotta be spiritual. <laughs> I tried. I tried to tap into my subconscious, and I found out I was self-conscious. Oh, ha, ha. I feel better. Now, I actually look like a guy who smokes all his friends' weed. Yeah, that's my friends. Like, Mikey, he's always OG. Always out of ganja. <laughs> Does anybody here, uh, anybody here give weed to homeless people? Don't do that. That's messed up. You're just making them more hungry later. 
Swag him an edible. <laughs> Two birds, one stone, homeless guy. God, this is amazing. This many people showed up on a Friday night. This is good. Weekend, Santa Clarita. Probably gonna be some parents out of town. Who's throwing a house party? I don't like to go to house parties no more because drunk girls always try to straight iron my hair. party I was at, I was hanging out in the ganja lounge and this drunk girl came in and she saw everybody smoking and she got upset. She was like, oh, I can't smoke. I got this job, drug test. Of course, all the bros were like, do it, smoke, forget your job. And I felt bad. I was like, what do you do? She's like, I work in NASA. I was like, why do you want to get stoned when you're getting higher than all of us? Uh, he funny. He's funny. I like his. He has. He has a unique look and personality, uh, and uh, he's very comfortable on stage. Uh, this next one is. Let's see who this is. Uh, this is uh, this is local person Brian Lucette. I don't really know his stuff, but he lives on Clipper, which is a nice street. I shouldn't tell everybody that in the world. Like, you can stalk him if you like his jokes. This guy does an amazing variety show called uh, The Warm Red Variety Show. You do it at Piano Fight all over town. Pretty much anywhere that will let him do it, he does it there. Um, but it's really, really funny. He's an we tried to watch this guy last time, and um, it just means that I have to skip down through... To get to some good ones that we haven't gotten here. Let me go all the way down. Let's look at, like, this far down. Oh, nope. We already saw this one before. That one was interesting. Oh, boy. Keep going down. Down, down, down. Down, down, down. Down, down, down. Down, down, down. I just want one really bad one for the day. Okay. Let's try... Uh, let's try this guy... I don't know who he is because he's not from local. He's from a place called Citrus Heights. Oh. Does anybody know where that's Sacramento? Ci Sacramento? I have no okay. idea. I was thinking Florida shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Florida. Uh, this is. Florida. Different. They're all different. Well, then one's got to be your favorite asshole. Pick one. <laughs> this is Sophie's Choice, this motherfucker. If you can only keep one, which one? <laughs> All right, the reason I'm where I'm at is because the oldest one takes like the least amount of effort. Technically, by law, I can leave her home alone now. <laughs> Sorry, YouTube. Gone. Whoop. Semantics, bitch. Semantics. Semantics. No, I recently, uh, one of my kids was tested. Hey, fuck you guys. It was for how smart she was, not ADD and stuff. Don't, don't be like that. And uh, my daughter got gifted rapid learner. Thank you. Give it up. Give it up. Oh, sorry, it's not a Peabody like all your children have. You know, oh yeah, and it's a lot better than student of the month, man. Anytime your fucking accomplishment's on a bumper sticker, you need to rethink your bar, all right? <laughs> God. But no, she came home, and I was like super stoked, and it's like, cool, she's a smart kid, but she's, she came to me, and she's like, Dad, I got bullied today. And I hate that word anyways, but like, you know, I have to like act, I have to take my headphones out to act interested to her. Like, who the fuck fuck with you, kid? And yeah, that's how I talk. I read an article that said, I didn't read the whole article, I read the headline that says, parents that cuss in front of their kids, like produce smarter children. Clearly I do, because I have a gifted rapid learner. Fuck you. And uh, so I said, sweetie, who the fuck's fucking with you? And she said, Dad, 
It's that, it's that kid Slow Johnny. I said, that Slow Johnny, huh? Slow Johnny. What the fuck is Slow Johnny doing to you? She goes, well, Dad, every time I talk, you know, he goes, la, 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 la. So this is bullying, by the way. La, la, la. I come on. Sweetheart, you're just a total package because uh, you're a gifted rapid learner and no one wants to hear what a pretty girl has to say anyway. So just slip it up. Oh, really, that's offensive. I can't wait to talk about retards. <laughs> Slow Johnny. Anyway, uh, no, like the first time, the first time my kids came home, I used to think student of the month was a big deal until like all my kids got it. Like, <laughs> this is a participation trophy, motherfucker. You're, you're asking me to market the school by putting this sticker on my truck. Fuck you. Pay me, and I'll say my kid goes here. I'll put this shit on for free. But my kid came home and like student of the month, and I'm like, right on, this is great. So we had an assembly, and the cougar came out, and everyone. I was like, okay, cool. Um, you know, yesterday you were telling me about your class. So yeah, yeah, I was in with the artistic kids. So, okay, okay, cool. And uh, so artistic, like, do they play hella music? No, no. Do they draw a lot? She's like, well, there's a lot of finger painting. I was like, sweetheart, uh, Miss Student of the Month. It's called autistic, not artistic. She's like, oh. She's like, I was wondering what. <laughs> she, she gets it right there. And uh, anyways, you're not laughing at autistic kids. You're laughing at the Student of the Month that thought they were artistic kids. Okay, so it's okay. Feel free. Feel free. Gosh, I, I do. I really enjoy being a dad, and that's because the job description has nothing to do with what moms do. Nothing. You don't have to deal with any of that mom shame. You guys know what mom shame is, right? Like if you go, to, yeah, yeah. If you drop your kid up at school and don't even have a Starbucks cup and like a little heart above the eye in your name, like fuck this bitch. That's mom shame, man. It's invented by women, guys. I, I'm, I'm lost, but I, he's. I mean, he's got. He's, he. There, he's a comedian. That's for sure. Uh, we'll do one more. This is Ethan Feldman out of Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. It's uh, it's difficult because, like, it kind of seems like... Well, thank goodness Steve Poggi's coming because he'll be able to be like, that person's a dick because he, he doesn't give a shit. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. This is Ethan Feldman at the Broadway Comedy Club, August 23rd, 2017. So recent. That's good. Uh, Give it up for Ethan Feldman. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming out. It's good to be here. Give it up for yourselves for coming out on a Wednesday night. It's like Giovanni Ravisi. It'll be Raw Dog Channel 99. Yeah. Yes. Here in a couple weeks. 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna probably head out later and party it up, get up the dollar store. <laughs> I fucking love the dollar store. <laughs> it's my favorite store. But like, I grew up here in New York. Has anybody noticed about dollar stores here? They're not really dollar stores, right? No, every dollar store in New York is actually a 99 cents and up store. And these places, they suck you in with, with, with their lies right from the get-go, right? But what's the first thing you see when you go to the dollar store here? It's the sign. And the sign is all like, 99 cents! <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> yeah, they just stick it in there. They put it in this tiny-ass font so you barely notice it's there. Right, so you end up going to the store, you buy all your stuff, you go to check out, the cashier's like, that'll be $100, sir. What? But the sign outside said 99 cents. Uh, sir, you were shopping in the and-up aisle. Uh, that's why you just call them stores. <laughs> yeah, and by that logic, 
Every store is a 99 cents and up store. <laughs> okay, I, blew, I just fucking blew all your minds right there, right? <laughs> never thought of it that way. <laughs> really changed my perspective on shit on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, Daiso dollar. <laughs> uh, anyone of you guys dating out here? Anyone dating? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of weird, like, yeah, I love <laughs> Like half, I don't know what to think feel about that, but moving on. Uh, yeah, so dating is weird, right? Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, I went on a date with this girl once, and she told me that I had James Dean hair. Okay. With really sad eyes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure whether to take that as a compliment or as an insult. I kind of thought about it for a bit. Definitely an insult. Yeah, she basically called me depressed James Dean. And now, if you know anything about James Dean, well, the man was already pretty fucking depressed. And uh, this other girl told me that I looked like Mickey Rourke. Oh. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> but like, Mickey Rourke now? Like Mickey Rourke from The Wrestler when he's like past his prime? I don't know, it's weird. And this, uh, this other girl told me that I looked like a famous movie star. And I was intrigued. I was like, oh, oh yeah? She's like, yeah, I don't remember the exact actor's name, but he's been in a ton of movies. He was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, okay. <laughs> One of the hobbits? <laughs> yeah, At this point, Elijah Wood is like my best option. <laughs> oh shit, don't say Gandalf, please. Don't say Gandalf. No, but then she goes, uh, yeah, he played, he played Gollum. <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, I do not look like that. She went, no, no, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we don't have time to see if this goes anywhere. Uh, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> we're just we're just running out of time. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us on the Altacast today. And uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say that you're here or not. Are you you feeling better? We we had a special guest oh, in yeah, there for a minute. Just need to get out of the house for a minute. Yeah, we're doing this, and I saw this article real quick that was funny, and I read through it. That like it's on NBC. It's uh, I wanted to share because I, I I thought I could get into it for a second, but uh, science has proven that having children is bad for the earth, and morally we should consider not having children. Wow, this that's was exciting. Just on NBC, and then, you know, there's if, if if I would have been able to write this article, it wouldn't have been as you know as well as him. The guy's a far better writer than I. But oh. Man. Yeah, no, I'm Do excited. I have a thousand and three reasons why I don't have a fucking kid. Right, exactly, <laughs> and why I love abortion. It is exciting. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah keep it. Keep let, let us let us let us have choice over our family planning, and our own futures. Yay! Women are people. They're people. Yeah. Menstrual. <laughs> yeah, we're menstrual. Well, we talked about all that today. Uh, it was great. Thanks so much for joining us here on the AltaCast. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, as always. Uh, look for the extra podcast that'll be showing up in our indices coming soon with the interview that you did last week. So yeah. shout out Check to... Haifizin. Haifizin. Not Haifi. What? <laughs> not hi- not Hamnik. Oh, okay. You, you say, I can never remember anything. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. If you're looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco (laughs) 
do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. 
I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't! I put a spell on you! Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. During happy hour. Yeah. Every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. <laughs> Mutiny Radio made me better than you. And that you can be better than everyone else, too, every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. But you'll be- never be better than me. You'll never be better than me. You'll never be better than Zach. And you also, it's a happy hour, but we don't have any alcohol, so it's happy-ish. But you're going to do comedy. I'll do comedy. And you're going to enjoy comedy. Just be an audience. Just come. It's free. Yeah, I just drink in my car. <laughs> you could like drink. Like a fucking it's- adult. Exactly. Drink, drink around the corner. Just. 